You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysRunACouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Lockdown MLB Prospects. It's MLB draft season, and the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be talking about at least one prospect on this episode um yeah in my continuing efforts to make up for lost time due to general mental fog and quadricep pain um yeah um the bleaches did make a trade while i was radio silent and we should talk about it because it involved a beloved member of the Blue Jays, at least before this season. Um, but yeah, um, not long after he was demoted um, to AAA Buffalo, I believe he was sent down June 22nd. Um, but yeah, uh, three days ago on Tuesday, because I'm recording this very early on Friday morning, um, the Blue Jays sent Rowdy Telez, once the record holder for a signing bonus by a player picked after the 10th round. Rowdy Telez was dealt to Milwaukee, which is seemingly where all Blue Jays go once uh, Toronto decides they're done with them, following the path of Billy McKinney and Derek Fisher and Daniel Vogelbach who Telez is actually going to be replacing because Vogelbach has a hamstring injury. Um, Telez goes to Milwaukee in exchange for two pitchers, Trevor Richards and Bowden Francis, and we will be talking about both those gentlemen later. Um, but we have to focus on Rowdy. Um, I, I think Rowdy tantalized a lot of people with, the power um, and seemingly consistent um, ability to get on base that he offered. But um, it was very clear that he, he he's not great in a part-time role. He needs a lot of playing time in a row. Like when he, when he burst on the scene in, in 2018, um, he got a lot of time because there was no one else. I mean, it was basically Justin Smoke, and Smokey is a wonderful veteran leader who knew it's time to play the kids. And, you know, in that 2018 season, Telez was just lighting everything up from September on. Like, it was, it was clockwork. We... Like, he had 22 hits in 23 games. 13 of them were for extra bases. That that was an incredible run. Um, you know, when, when you start 
getting mentioned in the same sentence as Joe DiMaggio. That's that's going to get hopes up. But, um, yeah, despite, you know, in 2019 being able to kind of establish himself a little bit ahead of some of the younger guys, um, it, it kind of became clear that he was, he was going to be on the edge. I mean, granted, 2019 was great. Third rookie in Blue Jays history to hit 21 or more home runs. Although, I'm going to give y'all a second to guess who the other two are. And I can tell you, it's, it's not, it's not any of the new kids. Um, uh, cause all their, all their rookie seasons were in 2019. Vladdy had 15, Bo had 16, or sorry, Kevin had 16, Bo only had 11. My apologies. They all got to double digits, but none of them hit 20 like Rowdy did, uh, no, he joined uh, J.P. Aaron Sebia with 23 and Eric Hinsky with 24, which just proves if you want to have lasting success in Toronto, don't cross the 20 homer mark in your rookie year. Um, but yeah, this this is more um, this is more the Blue Jays taking advantage of depth and a player that they know is valuable but has no value to the team. Um, we saw that with Joe Panic being included in, in the Miami deal. Santiago Espinal has proved time and time again he's an MLB player now. So there's no need to have Joe Panic when you have Santiago Espinal. So a panic gets dealt. Rowdy's problem is that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. basically erased his position. Because there is absolutely no way that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is sitting on a regular basis. And, like, Rowdy was was essentially supposed to be the platoon guy, supposed to DH a bit. And he got his opportunity, because you would have thought that, you know, going into the season, it would be one of the four outfielders usually DHing. Um, Grichuk, Springer, Guriel, or... Teoscar Hernandez, which is the case now. But with Springer on the IL, Rowdy had a shot. He could have he could have proven that he was going to be part of the future of this team, and he did not. I mean, just started nasty. <laughs> I mean, there's there's not a lot you can do when you start 0 for 21. On a season. And he just never really climbed out of that hole. After that. The occasional home run. But. Um, yeah. Rowdy Telez is a guy. Who's supposed to be doing more than that. Um, and for a guy whose rookie season. Saw lots of extra base hits. Of the 29 he hit this season. Only 8. Sorry 9. He had a triple. I didn't even notice he had a triple. Is rare, but nine of twenty-nine. So that ratio was dipping a little bit. He wasn't getting the playing time. It's why he was sent down to Buffalo. And the Blue Jays saw an opportunity to turn Rowdy into pieces that would help the team now, as opposed to well, what if Vlad gets hurt? If Vlad gets hurt, everybody cries. 
everybody curses the baseball gods as to why they would be so cruel. And everyone just, I don't know, starts burning effigies of, like, um, Alex Cora, probably. Because it would, it would happen against Boston. Boston would do that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, at the time of recording, um, he did get into games um, against the Mets for Milwaukee. Um, so far rather <laughs> um rather mediocre so uh he went one for five in that double header against new york um did not play in the thursday game against cincinnati so you know he's he's off to exactly the same kind of season he had well with toronto but he will be missed. He was the original large adult son before Alejandro Kirk came and stole that from him too. Just, just Rowdy getting, getting pipped every which way. But I know a lot of you are going to keep following him in Milwaukee, which is essentially becoming Blue Jays West at this point. So we'll, we'll keep Taz. We'll see how he does. And if he breaks out, good for him. He's in Milwaukee. That's in the National League. I don't care. One of the things I do care about, though, is having auto parts that don't break, you know, like water pumps that you think are going to make it all right. And then they explode in the parking lot and then you have to pay an extra hundred dollars to get your car towed like five minutes is stupid. So why not go to rockauto.com and be smart about things? They have so many parts for so many different makes or models they make it so much easier than trying to go to like your local chain auto parts store try and get the person to type in the computer which part you need you can just do that yourself on rockauto.com and save 30 percent 50 percent even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership Rock Auto will, will cut that. And you're working with a family business that's been doing it for over 20 years. And they keep their prices reliably low for every customer, no matter what you need. Especially if it's a water pump that doesn't explode in your car. So, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. When they ask, how did you hear about us? Right locked on in the box so they know you came from us and everyone gets to feel good. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So I know that the more pertinent uh, figure that came back in the Rowdy Gillespie deal is Trevor Richards. And... So far, there has been good reason for that. Trevor Richards has looked decent. Um, like, that's, that's basically all we can ask for is decent. Don't blow up the bullpen, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, officially made his Toronto debut in that 10-2 win over Baltimore on Wednesday. Um... And delivered a 14-pitch, 6th inning, 
and and just kept it nice and easy um, so off to a very strong start and and you know this wasn't going to be um, you know automatic uh, for Trevor Richards I mean there there were doubts with him considering how he kind of came about to Toronto I mean um, Y'all might remember him from being traded to Tampa Bay in 2019 um, after, you know, being an extremely mediocre starter for Miami, which, hey, I, I salute anyone who can be that aggressively mediocre. Of course, his record didn't deserve it. He, he was like 3-12. and 12. But when he got to Tampa Bay, he started serving more as a swingman and posted a 193 ERA. Uh, in seven games for Tampa. Um, that 2020 season was not great for him. Just, we we don't need to worry about that. Um, yeah, he... Yeah. What what can you say? It was, it was just really bad. His whip got out of control. Um, he had a 172 whip and a 591 ERA in 2020. So, just just not not good and it it kind of made him very easy to trade uh for tampa especially considering they wanted to be rid of willie adamas to get um wander franco up there so he was dealt earlier in the season to milwaukee with adamas uh for two pitchers drew rasmussen and jp fairason which i have no idea if i pronounced that I'm sure I will learn in short order because the Blue Jays have a series with the Rays coming up. And I'll be doing my best to preview that before the series starts. Um, but yeah, um, Blue Jays got a look at Fire Racing um, last week when he came in and needed just eight pitches to put them down uh, in, in the... Uh, in the evening. So, yeah, he ain't bad. Um, so, Richards goes to Milwaukee and just basically is like full bullpen at this point. I mean, um, he's been full bullpen all year. Six appearances with Tampa Bay, gave up six runs in 12 innings. Um, in Milwaukee, he seemed to find himself a little bit more. 15 appearances for the Brewers. Had a 3.20 ERA. Struck out 25 batters in 19 and two-thirds innings. Gave up just seven earned runs, although three of them were via the home run. But, you know, his strikeout-to-walk ratio is pretty good. He is a little wild. Um, tossed six wild pitches well with Milwaukee, but you have to wonder if that was a side effect of being treated as a reliever fully um, and just trying to throw as hard as he can at all times. But he looks like a guy who can slot in there if he has figured it out, which given the latter parts of his Milwaukee tenure, um, it looks like he might well have done. Because um, if you actually look, um, of those seven earned runs that he gave up 
four of them came in his first two outings for Milwaukee when he's still being treated as more of a multi-inning guy. Um, gave up three runs against San Diego. Gave up the uh, tying run against Detroit. In the month of June, he was flawless aside from one outing against Colorado where I believe he gave up a three-run home run that did most of the damage. Sorry. Two-run home run to Josh Fuentes. That's that's the damage. Um, but again, other than that, was solid. And given how many bullpen blow-ups that, you know, caused me to go into a tailspin, I will take the occasional blow-up over the regular blow-up. Like I said, so far so good. In his one inning against Baltimore, he was effective. And that's all you need to be, is effective. And, you know, um, Richards is always already starting to endear himself. Um, we know he's, go- he's going gray, and he owns it. And you don't find a lot of those, those guys... Uh, before they turn 30. So I admire that self-confidence. Um, and we'll see just what Richards is able to do for this team. He's going to be relying on his fastball a lot more, as we've seen um, with his conversion essentially to a reliever. He used to be like a four-pitch uh, kind of guy the four-seamer change-up slider and curveball. He's basically cut that down to being a four-seam change-up kind of guy with the occasional curve mixed in um, and the occasional slider. So the Sulfur is breaking stuff at times, but he's relying a lot on that fastball of his. So given it tops out at about 92, we'll see how well that goes. His off-speed stuff is pretty steady, around 84, so... He's he's here. He's got a shot. So far, so good with him. We'll see how it continues for Trevor Richards. Um, if you want to continue getting in on sporting action uh, for the remnants of the NBA Finals, which, I mean, get in on it soon. All I'm going to say. Um, or if you want to get in on MLB, you want to get set for... Uh, The NFL season's coming up in a couple months. God. Anyway, the way you want to do that is by going to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can head over on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And if you sign up today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. At betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so the immediate focus is on Trevor Richards and what he can do for the Blue Jays bullpen because I think we're all sick of the Blue Jays bullpen being the Blue Jays bullpen lately. But I do want to give a brief prep job on the prospect that the Blue Jays acquired, and I did do this on Twitter. I know some of you saw it. 
but I figure I should do it again here. So, um, Bowden Francis is the prospect that the Blue Jays acquired for Rowdy Telez. He was a seventh round pick of Milwaukee out of Chipola College in Florida. Um, he's a guy who could be a back of the rotation arm. And he's certainly projecting that way with just the consistency he's shown. Um, since he started professional ball, and he's he started at um, at uh, mid A Wisconsin, but has progressed every season since then. Made it to High A Carolina in 2018. Made it to Double A Biloxi in 2019. Made it to AAA Nashville this season, and has gotten better along the way. Um, it's actually posted his best metrics of his professional career um, in Nashville. He's got a 349 ERA and a 0 0.98 whip in 38 and two-thirds innings over seven starts for the Sounds prior to, to joining the Blue Jays. Um, he's not a very dominant strikeout pitcher. Um, he's averaging about a strikeout per inning. He's not going to walk guys, though. Only 12 walks. Um, he's a fly ball pitcher, which that does make me a little bit squeamish. Um, but um, he's got four different pitches he can throw at people. Um, Eric Longenhagen of Fangraphs uh, noted he's been using a slider more this year, which may have helped him... Um, improve on his stuff in the past and on his past performance sorry um, and he's he's got a nice um, personal story I know one of the things with Rowdy Telez we remember is that um, Rowdy's mother passed away a couple weeks before Rowdy made his professional debut and how difficult that can be trying to balance personal tragedy tragedy with personal growth. Um, Bone Francis has a similar uh, story. He lost his mother to breast cancer back in 2014. Um, sorry, was it 2014, 2016? I need to double check my own stuff. But, um, no, it was 2014. I was right. I wrote the freaking tweet. I should remember that. Um... But yeah, his has used her passing just as inspiration, um, and and just trying to make sure he he keeps going forward. Uh, there was a there was an article that was just published, I believe, a week before he he was uh, he was traded. So very convenient for my research. Um, but yeah, just uh, another another guy who fits fits into that depth that the Blue Jays have been building um, at the AAA level. Is he going to be a guy who can come up and contribute? I I'm not sure, but he has the necessary um, makeup and the necessary tools. It seems to be able to be someone who at least factors in um, to the conversation. 
and um, like you said, we'll we'll see if he's if he does become a factor given some of the ineffective swingmen that have been brought up this season and subsequently optioned Trent Thornton. Um, but we'll see. He's he's got um, he's got a really nice curveball too. Um, just like, just like one of those, those loopy curveballs, you know, um, like not as, not as aggressive as what Barry Zito used to throw, but still, I'm, I think he's a very nice pickup for the Blue Jays. He's their 25th ranked, uh, prospect in Milwaukee. So it's not bad for, for a guy who had nowhere to go in this organization. So another very nice trade by the Blue Jays front office that I'm excited about. And by the way, I forgot to mention on Richards, he's actually under the same term as Simber. So he's ARB controlled until 2024. So again, very, very nicely done by the Blue Jays in in turning assets into more ready-made help that they still get to control. So, all right, I'm I'm done being being all nice and stuff. Time to end it. So just remember, um, uh, if you want more episodes like this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, check out the Locked On Today podcast, where they're going to be talking about Phoenix because. Phoenix is just running Milwaukee out of the gym and Milwaukee needs to try and do something to stop it. And I don't think they can. They'll talk more in depth about that and help you get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow this podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays. Episode links are usually posted on the Twitter feed. And you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it lets people say nice things about me, and I appreciate that. You know who you are. I I'm I appreciate compliments. What can I say? I'm a sucker. Anyway, I'll keep being your sucker, I guess. So, until next time, when I should be offering a preview of this final series going into the All-Star break against the Rays, I will be talking about the All-Stars for Toronto, how they got there, what this means for the Blue Jays, and how they stack up going forward. Um, And, you know, we'll take bets on how far Vlad Jr. can launch a ball at Coors Field. That should be fun. Anyway... Until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care.